genre. Say something. Him. I wasn't him paying attention. Oh my god, how dare you. <laughs> Don't you hem him. Hem him. <laughs> I saw like a picture that was shared that's like uh on one of those Harry Potter pages that I that I'm on. Mm. That, that scene like in which it's like it's like Umbridge and Snape and McGonagall and it, something was is said in this scene and you like both Snape and, and, and McGonagall are faced towards Umbridge in one picture and then the next picture they're facing forward but the look on their face uh, is just like I love it. Uh, like this it's always those same shared expressions that they both have when like met with complete bullshit. Yeah. With Gilderoy Lockhart, again they're just yes. like both they're like mm. Oh, there was a discussion on the Star Wars Minute page today about, like, what Harry Potter movies were good movies, and and the consensus was pretty much that the Harry Potter movies are not that good. Oh, jeez. Like, I love all the movies, but maybe it's because nostalgia and my love for the books. Like, are the movies alone, separate from the books, good movies? Would We have to talk about what happened in the books to, like, make sense of the minutes sometimes. That's true. I can't imagine what it would be like watching the movies without having read a single book. Like, I think we need to find more people who are like that, who are like that, <laughs> and get their opinion. Because it's kind of hard to like look at it in that way because it's like I can't, not, I can't, I can't, I not can't separate the book from the movie. Have that in my head. I know the stuff. Like yeah. yesterday, we also, uh, yesterday we also apparently said, oh, <laughs> when you asked why, you asked why wizards can't dance <laughs> and on our group i saw we had so many posts that were like <laughs> if your friends don't dance and if you don't dance then you're no friend no of friends mine. of mine yeah oh god it's just i don't know it cracked me up. i love i love and then uh but i didn't even catch that when i was editing it's fun 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 I think there's probably, like, so many other references that are hidden within, like, so much of our minutes. Yeah, sometimes... That maybe not, no one's catching, but it's like, that's fine. Sometimes I, I don't there's care. things that, like, when we do it... Yeah. Uh, I'll hear it when we're, when we're editing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, like, how did I not catch that then? Or, like, I wish that I had taken that line further. But it's not very often where, like something ha- comes up in the conversation yeah. and we don't comment it on the conversation. And then like, I listen when I'm editing and I don't catch it when I'm editing. Like mm-hmm. this is the first time that I could think of something where like a, a someone listening more than one person listening heard something that neither of us like intended. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny. Oh, it's really funny. Fun. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain for the people that are listening, depending on how much of this I leave in the intro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do actually record every day. You guys. Now you know. We We solemnly swear we're up to no good. podcast that's overanalyzing the harry potter movies one magical minute at a time 
I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Cope. And today we're talking about minute number 63, which starts with a dive beneath the pitch. I want to talk about this, like, under section thing here. Right. We'll get to this. I have so many. I have a lot of questions. Uh, and it ends with the continuation of this pursuit. Uh, this little chase between Harry and Draco is going to take place today and tomorrow. Most of tomorrow. So why? Why? Why is there a separate... like? I didn't realize that the grass of the pitch was above ground level. First of all. Right. I feel like you, like, I, th- I assumed that you walked down from the castle across the castle grounds and just like onto the pitch. Yeah, exactly. But this makes it seem like they built a stadium. Yeah. And put like another fake layer of like, of is, is this real grass? It's just astroturf. <laughs> magic turf? It's a magic turf. <laughs> uh, maybe? Because it's like... It's like several stories high. There's like all these like uh, beams and... Yeah. And cro- like cross beams Did they have like across. a construction crew build this? The magical construction crew. Everything's magical. Everything's magical. No, I mean... When they build buildings, do they just... Can they just wave their wand and like the everything comes together, or do you have to do like construction? How much? What are the limitations? Magic, yeah, how much does magic replace like your daily life? Right? Can you literally use it to do anything? Everything, anything and everything. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Like what? What? Where is it? There's somewhere in the books that someone says that like. If muggles had magic, they would just think that you could just wave your wand and solve all your problems. Like, wasn't that what you guys are doing? <laughs> is that well, what they're, they're doing? They're waving their wands and solving magical problems. Well, no, it is what they're doing. They yeah. they have... Molly doesn't ever have to do the dishes. She just... It just does it itself. Right? I don't know. Again, wave the wand and... But could you? Could you theoretically, like, sit on your couch and just do everything with your wand? just summon things from thin air i mean queenie makes a strudel in midair she does in fantastic beasts which is super weird but just a wave of her wand i have no idea but yeah so this this understructure seems huge they're they're flying below the pit so they dip down below this the level there's like probably 10 feet of space between the edge of the pitch and the outer side of the stand where the tapestries are hanging for the different houses. Mm-hmm. And they are down beneath a level of crossbeams. There's another layer of crossbeams beneath them. And then there's an even further level down. So there's like at least three stories of space from the <laughs> for- surface of the pitch to the floor. Which is like, theoretically, the... yeah, we can't even like, see how what? deep it is. Wh- why? And like, we we don't. It's really dark, but it looks like the entire underside of the pitch is open, just like wooden supports. Mm-hmm. It's not a solid base. Yeah. Do they get earthquakes in the UK? I don't know. I never hear about it. I mean, out. But I know of on the news. Nothing as dramatic as we get. In San Diego, I think. 
Right. Maybe. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. UK listeners, tell me I'm totally wrong. You get earthquakes? Do, do, well, I guess magical structures seem to be protected because we've already seen the bludger smash through a lot of wood and nothing's happened. Right, yeah. They've got to be, like, enchanted. Yeah, they must be because if this was, if this was a different kind of movie, like, this thing would literally just fall apart after this. Yeah, especially after a lot of support structures. Yeah, yeah. because what's happening, what's happening is a lot of these crossbeams that Harry and, and Draco were flying around are getting smashed to pieces by the bludger as it follows them. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, you would think that the supports are just going to, the thing's going to fall apart. It's going to fall apart. Right. But it doesn't. Luckily enough, it doesn't. Uh, Draco takes the lead and stays in the lead following the snitch for like the first half of this minute. And I, I think that, you know, Draco's actually not a bad Quidditch player. Right? He's not, like, a bad seeker. He's keeping neck and neck with Harry. He kind of, like, you know, elbows him in the face once. Right, he's still, he's still doing, he's still like... Yeah, well, he's not only that, but all, yeah, all the other Slytherin does. team members are, like, very rough. Yeah. And do very similar things, so... Yeah. I mean, he's basically being taught, like, hey, this is, like, what we do. Yeah, this is how we play. Let's just do it. If they're next year, you just elbow them. And then we have... So it's it's the snitch... And then Draco, and then Harry, and then the Bludger. The Bludger is, of course, smashing through stuff. There's a moment that I really like. I wrote a note about it pretty early in the minute. Once they dive beneath the structure and we see the Bludger behind Harry for the first time, the camera pans, like, it jumps forward so that we're looking back at Draco and then at Harry, and then we see the Bludger behind Harry. Mm -hmm. And Harry's looking back at the Bludger behind him, and then he looks forward and he gets this really like terrified expression on his face, and then the camera jumps back to show us that he's about to like run into something. Yeah, and I think that's, that's, that's really, why. I think it's really effective. Uh, I I just I like I really like the camera work in this bit because of course we're in Harry's POV, so like yeah. we need to be surprised by the beam too. Yeah, and so we don't see it till after he reacts to it. Mm-hmm. And then that bludger coming behind him, which smashes right through the beam that he ducks around. It is. It Lots is of beams. really intense. Yeah, a lot of stuff gets destroyed in this minute. But, you know, this is pretty much 90% of this minute is just them circling the outside of the... How many times do you think they circle the pitch? How how far across is the Quidditch pitch? I imagine the Quidditch pitch is probably... God, we could do math and figure this out. Comparative to, like, a football field? Okay, if it's a football field... God, I need a pen. Can you give me a pen? I'm actually going to do this right now. <laughs> pen. Thank you. I don't know if it works, but there you go. We're going to test it. If it's the size of a football field, then it's 100 yards, let's say 150 to account for where the goals are at. So I'm going to estimate it's about 400 feet across. If we assume that it's about the size of a football field, then this ring is probably has a diameter of about 400 feet okay so that means that the circumference around it is going to be about 1256 feet wow so a little less than a half mile okay. about like 0.4 miles and and they're going fast they are like, going pretty darn fast i don't know how fast a, a racing broom is right 
But if someone could tell me how quick a racing broom is, we could tell, we could probably figure out how many times they loop this. Just going it's around It's probably circles. a couple. Yeah. It looks like they're going in a perfectly round circle, but that's not the shape of this. No, it's more like a lip. It's like a. Yeah, it's going to have, um, yeah. Actually, you know what I also think is interesting? I just noticed we, we get this shot coming up on Colin Creevy. Uh, we'll talk about Colin Creevy in a second. We're coming up on the shot on Colin Creevy, and we see as Harry and and uh, Draco are heading toward the side of the pitch where the goalposts are at. Mm-hmm. The lawn, the pitch, like, li- angles upward. Yeah, it kind of like... the back, like, there's like a slope. <laughs> like if this was like a go-kart track. Yes. It would, like, be kind of, like, angled yes, for you to yes, drift yes, exactly. around, That's you know? exactly what it looks like. <laughs> And so people that are sitting by the goalposts are closer to the ground than people that are sitting at, like, mid-level. Yeah. Can we talk about this uh, Colin Creevy shot? (laughs) Aw, Colin Creevy. This is such a great moment. He's on location. Yeah, so somehow he has gotten out of their seats and down here pretty quick. Which I'm sure is not not allowed. No, this is probably definitely not allowed. He could just, like, walk out onto the pitch right now. That's, like, not okay. Uh, there's a staircase right next to him. My guess is this is where the Gryffindors that he was sitting with are seating. Right. So maybe it actually was just like a short walk down. The, he just came down. A couple of staircases. Which means that the Gryffindors are seated pretty near the goalposts. Yeah. It looks like they've only got one, two, three, four towers. The The goalpost is at the next Gryffindor tower. And they're, you know, sequential. So it's Gryffindor, Slytherin, Ravenclaw. Hufflepuff Gryffindor we can see in the background along the outside of the thing here. Colin Creevy has his camera. Yep. And we see as Harry and Draco both come. Actually, I really like this shot too. Harry and Draco both are coming up um, above the surface of the pitch. Now they're like higher in the air rather than hiding under this understructure where all the beams are. They've come up. And we see Colin with his camera and his camera flashes and we cut like out, like away from him. And we just see the streaks of green and red going past him. Like Harry and Draco are going so quick that we barely see them. They go around him. There's like literal smoke around him. Yeah, they're going so fast. (laughs) Which is, which is great. And he's like kind of unfazed by that. Yeah, because they, I mean, they saw him far enough back where they just went on either side of him. I guess so. So it's just kind of like, as long as he stood still, he would be, he's fine. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he's, worried he's, by that. He's a, well, he is a Gryffindor. Yeah. He's a little more daring uh-huh. than, than you think he is. So he turns, he turns back, he turns back and sees them go. And then when he comes back around, his eyes get, <laughs> he, he has the greatest expression. His eyes get really wide and yeah. his mouth is open and just this like, ah! He's like, like so horrified. Oh God, it's so great. Even his hair is like sticking up. <laughs> like, like even, do- and then he does like, even like a slight turn. Like he's like, like turn. Yeah. Like he, he kind of, like he looks horrified. He, he turns his face just a little tiny bit. Like he's going to brace himself for it. Uh, and then he ducks. Smart move. Yes. And, and the bludger goes right over his head and it is a close call. We, we were talking yesterday about the bludger taking someone's head off. It would have taken Colin, Colin Creevy almost head. died. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, poor Colin. It's not worth the shot, it's man. It's not worth it. 
It's not worth it. It's gonna be like the magic, magical world version of Nightcrawler. I don't know what that means. The movie Nightcrawler. I've never, I've never. Which seen is it. about like a guy who does. Oh, oh, the Jake movie. Oh, yes. I never saw it. It's it's intense. It's a good movie. It's like, oh, I would hate to see Call of Duty get that dark <laughs> and, and become like this horrible, like magic world version of that. Like, oh man, I can just imagine. It's not nice. It's a very different Colin Creevy. Yes. Well, well, I, well after the after the war, good you know, news. We've seen things. Good news. We know that Colin Creevy's not going to grow up to be a terrible, uh, a terrible, like mysterious, scary photographer. No. Oh, that's a bad joke. That's that's terrible. Sorry. That's that's not nice. Sorry. I had to go there. You had to go there. Mischief managed. <laughs> no, we're supposed to say obliviate because you want people to forget you said that. <laughs> no, but this isn't the quibbler. I know. I think yeah. that's everything that I had for this minute in particular. They are just racing around the... We've got to have more for this, right? How long are we recording for? So much of this minute is taken up by the two of them racing through this understructure here. We see ladders going from the uh, understructure up. Like, who maintains this? Is this all Filch by himself? take care of this oh that would that would suck <laughs> maybe, maybe 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 it's madam hooch right maybe well i mean she's supposed to be the referee we keep saying and she's sure is doing she's calling creepy sitting there on the pitch and i know mr creepy what are you doing down here right exactly she should be, she should be like right there like what are you doing you could have died <laughs> like really like literally this thing would have taken your head off if you wouldn't have ducked. Yeah. Duck! Hey, at least he did. Like, that whole deer in a, you know, deer caught in the headlights thing. Like, sometimes, like, you're frozen. And oh you my don't God. move. I saw... I saw Black Panther over the weekend. And because Wakanda is, like, tech-savvy, um, someone makes a joke at one point that, that T'Challa has frozen in front of this girl. Mm-hmm. Like an antelope in front of your headlights. <laughs> Like an antelope <laughs> because like, it's in Africa. I love this so much. Like an antelope. Uh, spoilers, I guess, for Black Panther. An antelope in front of your headlights. An antelope in your headlights. I really liked that. In the magical world, what would they say? Hmm. What's an equivalent of like a deer? Pretty sure it's got to be some magical creature that's like equivalent. I mean, I don't think like a unicorn is not really deer-like. It's more like a horse. Yeah, like a thestral in front of you. In front of you, you can't, oh, see, you can't it. see it. <laughs> people just, oh if, no! If a just crashing. People crashing at thestrals, and the, these the, don't the, know. The, they, no, no. I was gonna go way darker. Oh, you're terrible. Why? The survivor sees them. That's awful. I know. I know. I'm sorry. What is wrong with you today? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a very long day. I Ga- think I'm done. <laughs> Gary's gone dark. Oh no. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Harry Potter Minute. You can, of course, find us on JulianDrano.com along with all sorts of other great shows. So please go check those out and come back tomorrow for minute sixty-four. Mischief, Mischief managed. managed.